Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time Airport Podcast. For end of round 15, start of round 16, 2020, we come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who has been fired as Richmond's COVID officer. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, God. G'day, Michael. Um, tough week I've had. Very tough week. It's all... God, it falls apart so quickly in this day and age. You just don't know what's right. You don't know what's wrong. So... Let me tell you, let me talk you through the story. So, I mean, should we, should we make it clear what we're actually talking about? Have people have people may not have heard the story? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was uh, obviously hired as Richmond's COVID officer. I was up to date. I knew everything that needed to be known. I knew how to look after the players. I was the one that ticked off Brooke, Brooke Cochin. Yes, you can go to a day spa. Of course, you can. Turns out was a little bit wrong on that, but that's fine. <laughs> Didn't hurt anyone, you know. And you said, and you also said, you also said to her, you know, make sure you post it on social so you get a Absolutely. freebie. Yeah, you want to pump them up. Mate, that's how confident I was. <laughs> I said, Brooke, go for your life. You won't have to defend yourself and you and your husband won't have to pay the fine. That is ridiculous. Yeah, and then so, weird things like your dad might go to the media and then the wife of the CEO might go to the media. as well. like, no, that won't happen. Nah, <laughs> In what world? That's a crazy fallout. <laughs> So we're up there. It's a couple of players' birthdays, so we're having a few froths in the uh, hotel that we're allowed to stay in. So you're allowed to do that. And uh, so the one thing that they didn't do was there was no finger food, right? So you are with well-oiled machines. Mm -hmm. These footballers need protein. They need to fuel the machines, right? So we'd had a couple of froths. We'd sung happy birthday. There was a bit of cake, but they someone blew on the cake, so therefore Can't eat it. could it have COVID? You've got yep. to be careful. I yep. said, no. No one touched a fucking cake. Yeah, yeah. That shit could have COVID, right? So myself uh, and uh, Stacky and uh, Jonesy, we went back to their room, and they were like, fuck, we're, we're hungry, Rosie. I said, you know what? I know a great uh, restaurant on the strip in Gold Coast, right? And so I said, let's go to a beautiful restaurant I've heard of called Hollywood Showgirls. <laughs> now, I thought, like Planet Hollywood, <laughs> that it was going to be just, you know, famous people have put together a great restaurant, right? Yep. So we go there, 20-minute Uber ride. I said, don't worry about that. We're sitting in the back. COVID safe, fellas. Mm-hmm. Don't stress. You know, don't. T- I said, don't have a mint. Whatever you do, don't have a mint. So we go into this Hollywood showgirls. We go, it's underground. I thought, that's weird for a restaurant. Mm. And we go in there. And I tell you what, Michael, can I just say, the food service there was, well, it was fucking appalling. <laughs> like I was, and I was looking to complain to someone, but, you know, these girls, they came over and I thought they were coming over to, uh, to uh, take my order. Mm-hmm. And then she, she sits in my lap. <laughs> I'm like... You haven't even got a notebook on you. Where are you writing this down? Because I don't trust waitresses or waiters yeah. when you say stuff to them. Not even, wear, like, not, even wearing, a, not even wearing a name tag. 
Yeah, exactly. How do I know who served me? You're not bringing a buzzer out to me. I saw you up there uh, touching that that pole that you've been dancing around. You haven't even you haven't even sanitized after that. That's the thing. I like, say to the fellas during the during the you know eight hour uh, uh, you know working day, they're, mm. they're taking like a, a dance break every ten minutes. Yeah. A lot of the money that was being tucked into the tips they were getting and, and for food that hadn't even been delivered. Why are you fucking paying these <laughs> these people? They haven't even given the service that they were supposed to give. Where is the fucking food? Anyway, that money hadn't been sanitised. And I'm like, well, I hope they put gloves on before they take it out mm-hmm. and it's sanitised before you know it goes back into circulation. Mm. So we were even hungrier than we started. Yep. And so we walked out and I said, well, there can only be if you... You know, there's only a few late night options for meals and it all comes down to the name of a store. And when you see a place called the Kebab Zone, <laughs> then you know that place has nailed kebabs. <laughs> like, it's like being stuck in their orbit. You know, like when you're walking past and then you just feel yourself being tugged in. Mm-hmm. That means, my friend, you're in the Kebab Zone. <laughs> and so we went in and we got a few kebabs and then this other fuckwit on the street, he mm-hmm. came too close and I said, mate, you got to stay 1.5 metres away. And he's fucking kicked off. Mm. And so, you know, uh, Stacky and Jonesy fucking punch the shit out of him. They may... Uh, and this is a rookie mistake from kids. You never throw a punch with your kebab hand. <laughs> you always got kebab in the left, free right hand, bang. Down he goes. Eat your, hero punch, eat your kebab. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Rookie mistakes. They threw with a kebab hand, garlic sauce to the jaw. Down go the kebabs. Down goes the guys. We have to go and get a couple more kebabs. And then uh, we fucking, the cops rock up and we're, we're, in, we're in trouble. I know. And, and uh, the, well, okay, there's a lot to unpack right here. Mm. Okay, so I feel bad for the dudes, first off. I do feel bad for them just by the fact the absolute bollocking they would have got from so many people yeah. that, that night or that morning. Like, But the, but the, the amount of things that they did yeah, to yeah. earn that rebuke would have been... Like, incredibly justified. Of course, they'd be feeling terrible. $75,000 fine. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that? That dawning on you? Seventy-five grand. Just going, fucking hell, that is like... That's three quarters of his wage in a year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I believe, though, that they don't actually have to pay it. I think. Well, that's the thing. The club came out hard, didn't they? They're, like, they're going to have to pay it. They're paying it. And then the AFLPA came out and went... Ah, that's not in our code. You can't do that. Yes, I'm trying to work out. So for all these COVID breaches, so they go straight to the club. They don't go to the individual. Because, I mean, imagine if if they punched on just on a regular Saturday night and got fined by the AFL, you know, 50 grand. They would have to pay it personally. So it must be all COVID breaches go through through the club. Well, I think it's anything outside the club. I think once the... I don't think you can be fined over a certain amount by the club. That's in their contract with yep. the players. And 10 weeks is the most time you can get as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Unless it's like a WADA or a, a SADA. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think an AFL sanction, yeah. But I suppose an AFL sanction as well. Like if you go and, you know, headbutt 15 people in a game, you can get yep. a year and a half. But for these yeah, yeah. kind of, uh, I suppose, off-the-field sanctions, it's only 10 weeks. Yeah. So kebab zone, mate. Kebab zone. It's, it's over the road from um, right next. Hang on. To first, first, let's talk about. They got the Uber. Big no-no. So they had apparently they had twenty minutes from where their hub is to go down to the Goldie. So they would have been sitting there going, "Is this this is cool, yeah?" And they're like, "Mate, it's totally fine." And then they would have had to. Are you kind of sneaking out of the hub? Like, is it the kind of thing where you kind of have to put on your you know your tippy toes and kind of go, or is there a security guard at the gate, like kind of make sure people stay in? Well, clearly not. But um, the they, because 
the players are allowed to go to a cafe for takeaway, but they're not allowed in the cafe. So yeah. I suppose during the day, they're probably allowed in and out. And I guess at night, you're probably allowed in in and out at night, but you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, you're going to support the local uh, showgirl industry. Of course, the local women putting themselves yeah. through university. That's right. Um, okay, so they get in the Uber. Yeah. And, yeah, I suppose the guy probably doesn't recognise them. Fair enough. You know, if, if, if uh, Callum Coleman-Jones comes up on you as you are, yeah. you know, he's, he's leaning out the window going, uh, Callum Coleman-Jones? Uh, <laughs> wait a yeah. second. Amazingly, in our footballers in real life that we've been doing for <laughs> six years, we've never had Callum Coleman-Jones <laughs> uh, come up on a regular basis. So they head to Hollywood Showgirls. Now, the guy who owns Hollywood Showgirls, uh, Gold Coast Entrepreneur. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he rather cheekily put up on Instagram something along the lines of, you know, refuse to confirm or deny whether there was a fight or that there was an eviction, which uh, I presumably means that there was a fight and there was an eviction. <laughs> um, but also, he's, kind of what happens in Hollywood stays in Hollywood. It's kind of cheeky. I, I love that. And, you know, he, he needs to do that to keep um, certain people that, you know, he'd be paying off in the local <laughs> area happy with him. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I find with the multitude of strip clubs that I own around the country, mm. uh, you know, this kind of PR is terrible for business. Oh, it's, yeah. You, you don't want people knowing where you are <laughs> or, that you, or that you keep things on the down low for them. You don't want that. So they popped into Kebab Zone. Okay, so they bought a special kebab that's not on the yeah. menu. Not even on the menu. So they'd done research. They must have been on like TripAdvisor or would you go on your local, um, you know, with this, Zomato, is that that other one that tells you all the all the dining in the area? Well, I feel like that they might know Kebab Zone by the fact that this year it was awarded three stars in the Michelin Guide. So oh, it did get okay. a lot of publicity for that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> It got three. It got three old dim sims in a Bay Marie. They ordered two, and then they went out. And I think the guy who kind of confronted them, I think he's like regarded as like the local, the local wine. I suppose yeah. you can imagine. Yeah, he seems oh, to be okay. known to people. Um, and he, I don't know why he kicked off at them. I don't know what his point was. Like why he was. But also, angry. like local winos, they're around. You see them when you're out drinking and stuff. They're usually you're not getting into punch-ons with them. No. very often. No, no, um, and then. Unfortunately, as well, mm. it seems to be the cop station was about 20 metres down the road. So they got unlucky yeah, yeah. in that regard as well. Have you? Okay, so I've been out at, at, in that strip because uh, I also have been near the kebab zone. And they come down and everything's kind of like these steel tables. And about 2.30 in the morning, there's just a truck that comes down there and hoses everything oh, really? down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really classy area. So if you're sitting there, you've got to get it the fuck out of the way because everyone kind of um, gravitates to it with their uh, different um, takeaway that they're heading home with. Because yeah, sure. if you haven't picked up, you go to the kebab zone. So let me think, when did it happen? Was it Thursday night? Yeah, it's right? a Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. So that would have been, a, uh, you know, people would have been out on the town. Like, it wouldn't have been empty. Yes, totally, totally. And the other thing that happened that I read about was that uh, Sydney Stack apparently didn't have his card with him. Maybe maybe it was still behind the bar at mm-hmm. Hollywood Chagos. I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone. So he had to transfer money into the Kebab Zone owner's account. <laughs> So that's an honourable man there. He said, oh, mate, I don't have a card. And the guy's going, oh, you, what the fuck? I'm going to call the cops. He goes, no, Mr. Mr. Zone, because uh, it's named after himself. He, he said, I will transfer it to you. And that's, that's what he did. He transferred the money. And I think he did it <clears throat> twice because they got the second round of kebab. So they get into a fight. To go back. Coleman Jones ended up in hospital and Stack got arrested, I believe. So they've in that time... 
Coleman Jones is sitting out the front with hospital injuries and he's going, mate, just let me get your second kebab. <laughs> and Tom Brown said he spoke... So Tom Brown's been all over this. He said that they... Uh, he spoke to the owner of Kebab Zone and he said that they weren't drunk. And I'd just like to say that a sober person does not get a backup kebab. Yeah, sure. I think he said that they were uh, a bit tipsy and I think he said Sydney Stack looked a bit tired. Oh, that's bad. Tom Brown on the case, eh? Imagine that yeah. in your football portfolio that you go, yeah, I'm going to break the big stories about the AFL. <laughs> and then when you find yourself on the Goldie interviewing the owner of a kebab shop. <laughs> so I'm imagining then that uh, one of them gets, when you've gone to the cop shop stack, or um, they just sort of be, you know, arrested there and then and then kind of let go. Like where, where is the call being placed to Brendan Gale? Well, that's reckon? the thing. Where I mean, I imagine you'd have to go in with him. You couldn't leave him high and dry. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, yeah, it's another Uber trip and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you could Uber pull it, you can um, share, the, share, the, share the money. <laughs> well, they need to save money now, Richmond. Well, it seems to be the call was made on the Friday morning, early Friday morning. Right. Because it seemed to me the AFL kind of kicked into gear like a few hours afterwards. So I'm going to go with maybe called from the cop shop. Or did the cops give him a ride home? I, d- I haven't read that anywhere. And mm. would they have given Stack, like if he's got that one call, do they let him, I imagine he's called Brendan Gallagher. I say, hey, Benny. Yes, uh, Brent, uh, Sydney, where are you? Um, I'm in the Goldie. Yeah, mate, we're all in the Goldie. Well, funny story. Got a kebab shop recommendation <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the special, not on the menu, Benny. And I tell you what, it. we went to the place next door. The waitress is there, really attentive. <laughs> really, but they're close talkers. They're close talkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get right in your face. 75 grand. So they're saying that that potentially now it's going to come out of the soft cap yeah. of um, Richmond next year. So it won't hurt the players as such, but it's going to hurt uh, the team. And it said, Tom Brown again reporting, mm-hmm. could potentially be the boot stutter. I know, the boot stutter. Now, it's a 70... You can't, you can't get rid of the boot stutter. He... One, you need him there for boot studying, and yeah, yeah. two, he needs to be there as to let you know you've got rock bottom of a, of a review. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How do you know when you've reached the end of a review if you haven't got to the boot stutter? <laughs> you just fucking keep going. You're hitting up the secretary. You're fucking, you know, in admin. You're fucking hitting up everyone. And they go, how do, how do I know when to stop? There's yeah. no boot study. Absolutely. You need the boot starter, particularly at Richmond, because who is going to regale the young players with all of the stories of the triumphs from 1982 to 2016? That's the kind of stuff you get from the boot starter. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, remember when we, we finished yeah. ninth? Hey, I remember that yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens if there is a new boot starter hired at a club He'd have like, um, he'd probably come in and he'd go to HR and HR would give him protection. The protection that has never been afforded a boot stutter previously. Like you've got these guys, right? So they're pretty, um, they're usually, like you say, they're the old guys that hang around the club. Yeah, I think, I think a medium age is probably about, you know. 200? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, COVID-19 age, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. They've, seen, they've seen many a pandemic. They can talk to you. Oh, the Spanish flu in 1920, my friend. Bloody hell, you call that a plague. Um, <laughs> I think you remember uh, the Black Plague. I don't know why he sounds like uh, JB, but, you know, that's okay. That's the way they spoke back then. But also, like, if you were a boot starter back in the day, mm-hmm. every day, like, your team's playing shit. You're trying to get morale up. The weight on his shoulders when he goes home to his wife. Yep, yep. She's like, oh, you look down again. And he's like, another fucking review. I don't know what I've done. I mean, fuck. They go out there. <laughs> two, two blokes 
slip over <laughs> and fucking the coach is gone and now I'm fucking <laughs> I'm every pump. day he's like, are, are you still there, Pop? He's like, well, I think so. But another, <laughs> another fucking review, kids. Why do they need to mention me by name every single time? <laughs> like it's never what like, you know, review from the president all the way down to the strength and development coach. Like it's never yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Ah, he's never copped anything. If anything, the strength and conditioning coach is fucking lauded <laughs> when things go well. But I'll tell you what, but that would be, oh, fuck, every day. He's like, I, I don't know if i got a job next year. I, the review, and, and when, you know what, I don't reckon any review has been done properly all the way to the bottom. Because never has one come back and gone, I'll tell you what, I'd hang on to Nathan Buckley, <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who can go. But also, on the flip side to that, like, you've never seen a review where they've gone, um, we can fucking get rid of the coach, because I heard yeah. some pretty decent guys, uh, decent evidence from the boot stutter. Yeah. He, he, had, he had some things to say, and therefore, he should, you know, he should stay, but the, the coach should go. Also, oh, maybe, yeah, they call him into the room, they're like, uh, Clary, can you come in? He's like, oh, what, what do you need? And he goes, what have you seen? He goes, oh, mate, I'll tell you what, when... Uh, when we played against Essendon and he didn't put a spare man behind the ball, they go, that's all we needed to hear, mate. We, we had our suspicions, but you, my friend, have we, confirmed yeah, what we needed to hear. We've almost heard too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, massive news during the week. We're going to mm. have a grand final in Queensland. That is amazing. That is amazing. It's about, I'm sorry. I am deeply sorry that your streak is over. I know. How many, years, how many years in a row have you been to the? Have you lauded us over over us peasants that you've been in the grand final? Nineteen eighty-three, uh, and by the way, it's not Chamber; it's Malige. Um So nineteen eighty-three, including the draw. So let me say off the top of my head, I can't really do the figures right now. Well, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. That's 30, incredible. Thirty-eight, thirty-eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my team can you tell me to say how many my team oh, won. Fuck. <laughs> Heard that nine times. Nine times. Gee, I wonder who the unlikable person on this podcast is. So it's gone to Queensland. They put in a huge bid. Basically, it was kind of came down to Adelaide Oval was never really in the mix, was it? There yeah. was kind of maybe some talk about it, but I think the strict quarantine and just getting teams in and out wasn't looking so good. And WA, which has the second best stadium in the country mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, modern, new, looking good, it's got a footbridge, you know, which is what it needed. But their premier, mm. WA's, the, the San Molesterer's premier, has just gone so hard with the, I didn't fucking beg for it, we don't fucking need it. You can fuck off AFL. And then they've gone, oh, okay, we'll go to Queensland. He's like, we didn't fucking want it. It's like, mate, you fucking cost your, 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 your state, what, 50 mil? How much, would, how much would a grand final bring to their economy, Mike? Well, they did talk about that. And that's actually a question without notice. I want to put you on point. But, um, but hell, they sorry. did talk about how he kind of wanted to be wooed a little bit. He kind of wanted yeah. to be wooed a bit like, you know. But maybe he was negging the AFL. You know about negging, right? Yeah, yeah, fucking oh. Well, yeah, sorry, right. sorry. Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear on the, I swear on the game. That's when I go into court. I mean, often. Adam. I mean, you'd look really, really pretty if you wore glasses. Um, but yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, you let your hair out more. Um, but yeah, they, they, 
Yeah, they do the second best. I mean, obviously you say that no, after Monica, obviously. Um, yeah. But I think I think the border thing was the main problem, really, and also getting yes. people back and forth, and and the tally of having quarantining by the fact that they go, say Eagles finish, you know, second, get a prelim, whatever. They just can't do a quarantine before a fucking grand final, can they? It didn't seem it didn't seem like they could, and that they, they were kind of going. I think they were going to have to factor in: would they have to put a break after the prelim in case yeah. a team played there? And then it was like, and then also, they weren't going to have a bar of the four hundred people who flew up to be in the hubs in Queensland, whereas Queensland were like, "I fucking bring it on!" For sure. And as we know from the events during the week, nothing went wrong and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally fine. So we've got a, a grand final in Queensland and everything pointed to Powderfinger, I think, have re- reunited and I think might be bringing out either a new song or a new album. And so everyone went, it's got to be Powderfinger. Yeah, no sure. other team. They're in They're in the state. It's their home state. Yeah. They've got a fucking album called Vulture Street. And everyone who's watched cricket knows that you open the bowling from the Vulture Street, Street end. end. Yep. It's fucking perfect, but no, no Powderfinger. So therefore, do we cancel the grand final in Queensland if we can't have Powderfinger? Michael Chamberlain. I feel like we call it off. Another question with that note. It's like, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm picking you up on them. <laughs> um, uh, to their credit, Powderfinger said, not this year. So it seems they've been asked by Michael Gadinsky, who seems to be running kind of the pre-game entertainment or halftime yep. entertainment. And, uh, and don't drop in a not this year, mate. You're fucking blown it. You're not getting asked again, Powderfinger, okay? This is a this is the only time the grand final is going to be in Queensland, unless, of course, Bill Gates releases another uh, pandemic. Very good You've point. had your chance. You fucking said no. You're gone, Skip. And so they, to their credit, they recommended other Queensland artists, um, being a man who listens purely to podcasts and Guns N' Roses and the Hamilton soundtrack. Uh, I don't know any of them, <laughs> so therefore I can't give an informed opinion. Were Regurgitator thrown into that mix? Are they not a Queensland band? Sheesh, they might be, man, but fuck, man, the Gurge, I don't know, you haven't heard around them for a while. Like, are they yeah. s- Are they okay? Like, are they, are they actually, that's actually a question for them. Are they okay? Are they okay? I think they'll be all right. One man has thrown his hat in the ring. <laughs> I mean, not, grand, <laughs> not for the grand final, he couldn't. <laughs> You'll never guess. I mean, one he's, man. He's one too man. busy, Michael. <laughs> he's too busy to say yes. But tell me, tell the listeners who put their fucking hand up. Mike Brady has put his what? hand up to say Mike Brady. that he's willing to perform at the grand final. Even going so far as saying he's willing to drive his Vespa to Queensland. Did he say that? All the way from Melbourne to Queensland, drive his Vespa. Now, I would actually probably pay money to watch my you know you know remember that show the gan oh. remember the show the gan oh, i think it was on sbs and it was like i think they called it slow moving tv oh slow they, tv yes yeah, so i'm had, aware they had of that cameras out the front of the gan and out the back and kind of you know on the side kind of showing the journey from um south australia to northern territory yeah if we can get mike brady to play at the grand final we can market this right okay on junk time tv we yeah. can market oh, this. Fuck. <laughs> what a channel. <laughs> slow TV. I saw your eyes light up. <laughs> yeah. You're excited. Uh, right. Slow TV following Mike Brady's journey <laughs> from from Melbourne to Queensland for the grand final. And as he like, uh, he can bring up the Premiership Cup and the Brownlow. For sure. Well, we'll get to that as well. But also, I like the idea that like Mike Brady's like riding up on the Vespa and mm. then like there are little interludes where he, he gets off the Vespa and kind of pulls into like a pie shop and he's like... Hey, uh, Mike Brady. Um, 
on the house. <laughs> they're like, sorry, mate. He's like, SBC baked beans and spaghetti. <laughs> Hungry little human beings. Um, okay, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, mate, it's four bucks fifty. Yeah, mate, it'll fuck off. Mike Brady, mate. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> well, you got <laughs> You can't beat a sale for a snack. Yeah. And you can't beat fucking paying for this pasty, mate. Now, fuck off. Um, yeah. You mate, know what would mate, be great? It must great. be really so hard working in the pie shop because it must be like, hard yucca, hard yucca. <laughs> You know what would be great is if you are going to do that, so you have a little bit of a travelogue and you go through uh, country Victoria, New South Wales, yep. is you know whenever you perform a gig in the outback, they always claim to be the meth capital of that particular state. <laughs> have you ever get, done gigs like that? They're like, oh, mate, we've got a fucking meth problem here. What about if Mike Brady, as he's going through, <laughs> so he goes up through Shepparton, Wangaratta, all that, he samples the meth. So as Mike gets closer to Queensland... Yeah, yeah. He's getting thinner. He's getting angrier. <laughs> so when he sings one day in fuck, well, October, he's had to change it. That's made him really angry. But by the time he gets to Brisbane, there's like a couple of teeth missing. It's not on a Vesper. He's fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he's on the back of a truck now with cattle. Well, so, yeah. So, okay. So, so it's it's an October grand final. So mm. Mike Brady t- doing the drive up on his Vespa. So he'd just be like, one sleep in October. <laughs> <laughs> they go, Mike, what happened to the Premiership Cup? He goes, he's just like, oh, I fucking, I'll just, I'll, I'll lend it to, to a friend in, in fucking Dubbo, mate. I'll get, I'll get it back. No, no, no. Bang, bang, bang's good for it, mate. Bang, bang's good for it. I'll get it back for you, mate. Or do you think about this for grand final entertainment, my friend? If, 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 if Mike can't make it. <laughs> and, and. How was he not a part of the 400 people that flew up? <laughs> but that's Playing a, ahead AFL. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it actually is also an awesome moment when he does do the song. Like, I mean, we, we jest, but it, it is actually awesome when he does the song. But, um, Up there, Kazali, I've told this. I must have told this on the podcast. That was the first ever um, vinyl I ever owned. Yeah, and didn't you have a fight with your brother, and he threw it across the room or something? Yeah, he threw it, and I, I lost my shit. I've never forgiven. We haven't spoken since 1979. Yeah, that's the hill to die on, mate. <laughs> 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 um, but hear me out, okay? Half time, Gabba, yep. the, the lights dim. Eerie, like you know, an eerie silence falls over the ground, and then hologram Mike Brady <laughs> comes up, <laughs> like Tupac. Hologram Mike Brady. If you can't Love make it. it, like we got to get a hologram Mike Brady at halftime of the MC, uh, the Gabba <laughs> during the grand final. So like a two hundred foot high Mike Brady. Oh yeah, I mean bigger. I mean I'm more than happy to go bigger than that. Yeah, if I need yeah, to. Okay. If, if I need to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that's fucking great. Hologram Mike Brady, and that way. No matter, I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's in great health. I'm, I'm sure mm. he's completely fine. Yeah. But if the day comes where Mike, you know, may, you know, head the way of, you know, that yeah. we can have a hologram Mike Brady until the rest of time. That is fantastic. Okay, AFL, we have given yeah. you another great <laughs> idea. <laughs> when are you going to come to the fucking party? I tell you what, once, and, and you know, if you give him notice now, if you say, hey, Mike, you're on it. So he's got, uh, what's it, about seven weeks now until the grand final. He can find a rhyme for Wool and Gabba. Give the man a little bit of time, a bit of a heads up. He's fucking, a, he's a rhyming genius. Yeah, sure. Um, unfortunately, I think the only thing that rhymes is Yo Gabba Gabba. So yeah. it might be a bit of a different thing for a footy crowd. <laughs> or Jack Stephen, he got a stabber. 
You know, he'll he work it out. That's okay. That's very funny. I want to applaud you for that joke, and I want junk timers all around the world to applaud Adam for that joke right now. That's very good. Thank you. And can I just think to myself right now, mm. does that feel like 10 years ago? That oh, the Jack Stevens stabbing. Yeah, it's like that's like 100 million stories ago. Yeah, that that oh, maybe that's what Mike Brady should do as his song is a recap of the year. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So he talks about, you know, Jack Stephen getting stabbed, mm-hmm. still, uh, still side bottom going for a wander. Nathan Buckley playing tennis. Ho- yeah, Hollywood showgirls. Yeah, sure, getting a kebab at kebab zone. Yeah, exactly, the party at uh, Peter Laddam's place, which uh, the Adelaide Crows player stayed in his room and didn't come out for, <laughs> therefore not breaking any rules. Oh, dude. That'd be a fucking great one. But I, uh, Queensland hosting it, I think it's, we should Queensland the grand final up. Like, it should be... Like, how proud would you be if you win the Norm Smith, Norm Smith and it's presented by the Bundy Bear? <laughs> how nice would that be? Or, like, the halftime sprint in thongs. <laughs> or, like, okay, so, you know, you ha- you, everyone loves a goal-kicking competition, uh-huh. right? But if you get... Uh, the best, the cream of uh, Queensland. So you have a you have a lead up competition. So it's a knockout comp, but uh, they get to hit cane toads through the goals with a golf club. Very Queensland sport. I was about to say, yeah, with a golf club, you got to do it with a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. What about Pauline Hanson singing the anthem wearing a burqa? <laughs> it's multicultural. But will it get too political if she has like the team uh, colours on the burqa? Yeah, like, that's a fair point. You can't mix uh, politics and sport, mate. No, that's. I was going to say Peter Dutton to bring the Premiership Cup and a refugee hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> have I gone too far? No, you what haven't. What about if instead of if no, you, you haven't win, because, uh, because you haven't named a good person in that list at all. So <laughs> that's true. Okay, instead of baseball caps, the winning team gets a Premiership Bob Catter hat. <laughs> <laughs> How good would that be? <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. Imagine, like, I actually picture that, though, the grand final. Like, picture, like, mm. cutting to the crowd and, like, the, the who's who. Absolutely. Of Queensland, who will be there. Fuck. And this, this, is a, this is a state that, ha- you know, hosted Expo 88. Like, this place knows how to hold an event. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, there's one name you haven't mentioned. One Chappelle? Name. Well, oh, look, you know, she's had, you know, troubles. One name. Bernard Tomic. No. Oh, Agro. <laughs> <laughs> Agro handing out the medals. <laughs> oh, and him saying it in his in his voice. Um, but Adam, it's not all sweetness and light at the Gabba for Grand Final Day. You sure? I mean, make sure you're sitting down. There, I mean, you've got Agro. You sure? There is a possibility, even though there is Peter Dutton and there is Pauline Hanson mm. in a burqa. I should point out that absolutely. And I should point out Adam Rosenbach said that. No, I did not say that. <laughs> Hey, mate, she wore it, not me. I'm just a... Uh, don't be revisionist. There is a possibility there may not mm. be beer at the grand final. There may not be beer. Well, then there's no grand final. I mean, what's the point? I mean, what's the point you, of life? What's the point of having that much that you can't remember the end of the game? Yeah, what's the point of not having beer at a game that you and I will not be able to go to? Yeah, it, it, it's just... It, it defies... It, it just defies logic. I... I'm turning into Robbo here, but I'm angry because what has happened is apparently apparently the Gabba, and I only kind of um, have noticed this in the last couple of weeks, but apparently it's a little bit rustic. Like it's not it's not 
a modern ground. They are doing an upgrade. So I think the no beer rule may come in by the fact that I think currently they're having 20,000 people and therefore people can... 15. They've got 15 at the moment. Okay, okay. Well, correction with that notice. Um, yep. And <laughs> never fucking do that again. Um, but they say that they can socially distance at the food and... I was about to say food. And, I was about to say food and wine shop, but um, <laughs> I feel like not too much wine going over the counter at the Gabba. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. But if they have thirty at the grand final, therefore that they may not be able to distance at the, you know, the buffet, that is yeah. football food. Therefore, they say that they may not be able to serve beer. Yeah, then, th- so that changes everything. And I think if the AFL knew that, then they would have gone. Well, you can't have a grand final. That, that's just. End of story. Like, you can't sit there with a pie and a Gatorade. That's oh, just God. weird. Dude, who would do that? Although, you know what they need to do, and this is what Queenslanders will be very savvy by doing, is there will be a lot of plastic hip flasks and a shit ton of um, Coke sold on the day. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're bottles, back again, yeah. mate. Oh, yeah, fucking, oh, the fucking lovely Coke, mate. The fucking... Here you go. Get rid of the get rid of the ice, mate. I don't want fucking. I don't want speed bumps. Well, do you like the idea? You know when you go and do a music festival and um, and you talk to all the people there and they reveal to you like you know those festivals where they don't let you bring alcohol in. Yes. And everybody comes like a fucking super sleuth about getting alcohol into a venue. So I like the idea that the mm. day before the grand final, um, oh sorry, like a few weeks before the grand final. All these fans bury their alcohol, like at the fifty meter line, <laughs> <laughs> or at the center center bounce, and then like the, you know at about you know five a.m. on the morning when they can get in, they, they kind of all dig oh, it up. So like the ground, yeah. So the ground is like just full of potholes, and people have just like dug up their alcohol. Or do you just uh, go back nineteen seventy straight up? You bring what you need, but. Not stupid. Limit of a slab per person. Yeah. Wasn't the thing of Bathurst that they brought in a limit a few years ago? And it was like one slab per one day. One slab per day. <laughs> per person. Per person. And I think that they cut that back. <laughs> they cut that back from just bringing what you like. And they said one slab per day. And they fucking arced up and started going in weeks <laughs> earlier and burying other booze so they could be there and go, I fucking, I finished my slab, mate, but I've got some buried here. Oh, because I know when it comes to... Uh, oh, you know when you're on your 23rd and you start getting <laughs> nervous? You're like, fucking, I'm running low here. <laughs> you're freaking out. I mean, it's yeah. noon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and <laughs> and the only thing to stop you from getting more is that you need to cross the road. But unfortunately, there are cars driving 250 <laughs> kilometres a mile. Yeah, yeah. But you luckily, you've buried some uh, months <laughs> earlier and happened to be around that same spot where 400 other blokes are watching <laughs> you dig up a fucking slab. Do you reckon they were counting that, though? They're going, all right, there's four of you in the car. How do you enforce it? How do you enforce it? Yeah. So, they can, therefore, there can only be 16 slabs Yeah, in like car. who's walking around mate, going... you got 17. All right, mate, you're fucking, you're all out of here. <laughs> who's walking around going, hey, hey, I've been watching you all day. That's the 25th, okay? You're fucking out of here, mate, okay? <laughs> I warned you. I said when you got to your 23rd, you got one more to go, and you fucking wouldn't listen, would you? No, you've had too much. Go back to your pit crew and work on your car. <laughs> And I wonder too. I'm not very. I'm not okay with uh, with Bathurst. But if that included, if it was just a slab, or that was a slab and a bottle, like what were the limits? Any well, junk timers out there who have been to Bathurst? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like maybe like two spirit bottles might be a slab. 
maybe a, a spirit and a half bottle. Oh, do you reckon they were adding it up and didn't go one slab, one bottle? I, I mean, th- a man a man needs a fucking bottle of beam after <laughs> he's had dinner, you know, after he's had his slab during the day. Then he's going to, how else do you fucking get to sleep, mate? <laughs> Those poor blokes. You're fucking, the bikey speed, you've got to take the edge off. <laughs> Hey, before we get to footballers in real life, which I know you are itching to do, what about your fucking coach going the sook, uh, yeah. claiming that other teams are slowing the game down and making it boring and doing whatever they can to fucking get a win? What a piece of shit. I'm amazed that you're going with that one because I was waiting for you to whack me because you haven't whacked me for Adelaide, losing to Adelaide yet. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because everything just... There's been so many rounds. I Actually, fuck, yeah. Let's double back. I think what about you I think you being kind to me because it was a nice day birthday. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have a nice yeah. day birthday. I can deal with no, that. I'm going to no, sit no, back, watch that. my football team lose to no. the team that has not won. Was it like a year, a year or a year and a half or something? Oh, uh, well over a year. I think it might have been round uh, 17 or something. They did. They they beat the Saints and that was their last win. But no, it wasn't because of your birthday. I completely forgot. I would have happily ruined your birthday. You know that. You know me. <laughs> I would have come for you. <laughs> um, but Before I'm we get to Clark O'Sooking, what a fucking terrible loss. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But see, now you know, right? Now you understand what it's like to play for draft picks. I do, you, but, but we're all for it. it. We're, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm of course, mate, mate, I'm a, mate, I'm a cult supporter. You don't have to tell me what it's like. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, dra- number one draft picks, I'll get you right up there. Go for it. I'm on board. Like, I mean, you know, yesterday, like, I, um, um, or the day before, I can't remember now. Fucking days mean nothing. Um, okay. I wanted um, I wanted to have a kind of close contact with the Saints, like, you know, good contest. But yep. I was like, I want the Saints to win because I want them to make finals, you know. For our good yeah, friend, exactly. friend of the show, Charlie Clawson. I want, I want, maybe, maybe they can pull a Bulldogs. Who knows? Yeah, they can't. But Clarko then turned on St Kilda's game style and you just kind of go, has this guy got a really, has he got no memory? Does he have no short-term memory? Like, really, that is exactly what Clarko did. Let us point to the fact that he put someone in the hole in front of Brendan Favola when he was stranded on nine. He fucking goals. didn't. He fucking went oh, down. Fuck he off, fucking mate. pulled him I was fucking there. I was fucking there too, mate. I was fucking next to you, fucking waiting to run out again for the fun of it. But he fucking, he didn't. He fucking, that's bullshit. And also, Look at you. okay, you're fucking he, okay, supporters, okay, all defending you want to fucking partner. start this shit, cunt? You want to fucking start <laughs> this shit? Fucking Brendan Favola fucking chased harder in that final 10 minutes than he's ever chased in his fucking life. All because he wanted a fucking individual fucking credit. Okay, a little ticking against his name going, oh, I'm fucking Brendan Favola. I fucking, I kicked 100 goals. Oh, and also I'm fucking like in the top 001% of fucking Uber Eats fucking delivery people. Like, fucking fair, fucking never ran, fucking never chased, and then when he wanted something himself, he fucking did it. So, fuck off. But he couldn't chase anyone because there was someone standing in his way. Jared Roughhead, you fucking... Who got pulled out of the... I'll show you the fucking footage. Fucking fair fucking fucking fucked himself. He fucked himself. Friend of the show. Not really friend of the show. Remember he wanted to pull out really late and we were like, uh, we've got fucking 200 people here, mate. Can't do that. Yeah, sure. But then he said, hey, fair cash. He goes, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Essendon uh, have come under fire mm-hmm. because they were seen laughing at half time. So they were about uh, 11 goals down, I reckon. It was one of the biggest pantsings. You haven't seen a pantsing this year, but that was a pantsing. I reckon that would have been the biggest blowout of the year. And, um, and I mean, I tuned in. I reckon maybe halfway through the second or halfway through the third, I can't remember. But when they yep. when they went to the quarter and like the margin, I was like, oh, I thought it was like near the end of the game or something. Yeah, no, you don't see that at all. And yeah. so Geelong absolutely steamrolled them. But Essendon came out and they did a very Richmond thing. Now, they've, uh, there's been talk all year that Ben Rutten, who is going to be taking over from John Walsfold, don't know why he hasn't already because they're fucked. So just handing the reins. Yeah, but he bother? and Blake Carousella have brought over all the IP from Richmond. Now it seems that it even goes down to the level of having a bit of a laugh, telling a joke uh, yep. before half time or during at the end of half time. Everyone has a bit of a laugh. They go back out, go to their positions. What's your take, Michael Chamberlain? Are they allowed to laugh? Like. You go, we're fucked anyway. Like maybe they were saying, I'll tell you what, remember when uh, when Wusher said we could win this? They all just piss themselves. Yeah, I think they said, hey guys, things could be worse. Uh, mm. But at least we're not at the front of the kebab zone at three in the morning punching on yeah. with a local we're having fun. Yeah. Or did he go like, and then he said, uh, I've shredded all the documents. <laughs> and they all go, oh, fucking a good one, Irving Mosquito. <laughs> well, let's go to our positions, fellas. Anyway, our... Current coach <laughs> used to be a pharmacist. Now, fun fact, that's what <laughs> fucked us about seven years ago. <laughs> oh, and then they all just ran off and laughed. It's a roast. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would wonder if I'm an Essendon supporter whether or not, like when I see players walking off after a game that don't look shattered enough, I get disappointed by that because I'm like, why does it hurt me more than it hurts them? Yeah, for sure. I want it to sure. hurt. You know, no, I don't you- want... I don't want hugs. I don't want pats in the back. I don't want laughter. I want fucking hair being torn out. I want sooking. I want tears. I want everything. Get back in the rooms. If I don't see it, laugh your ass off. I don't care. No, you're right, though. That's actually a good point, man. By the fact that, I mean, A, I don't think you should be kind of laughing around it, you know. I think you get to earn your laughter. Um, yeah. And that's a pretty profound thing that I've just said, that I just mm. thought of right now. Um, and if you've won, you know, three in a row, whatever, you get to, um, and sorry, that's not a Hawthorne thing. I'm just saying, like, if you're a dominant team, you yeah. get to earn your laughter. Um, but, but also, if you are going to laugh, it needs to be with the other two. It needs to be live, laugh, love. And I didn't see him living and I didn't see him loving. You can't, you can't just choose one of those. But then also on the fact, by the fact that we are, they're not going to love the club, well, apart from a few, mm. we're going to love the club more. Like, you think about it. Like, for many players, it's like a two-year journey, a five-year journey, a 12-year journey. Like, this is like a lifetime journey for us. So when we see them kind of not caring about the club, it's like, yeah, dude, it's where I work. Like, you know, you work in different places. I work in different places. Everyone works in different places. Like, yeah. you, 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 you share your uh, loyalty, but I, I suppose. No, no, no. But, like, uh, when you – at, like, one of your gigs, no, no one – no one's laughing. And you're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you're always ropeable post-gig. Just going, fucking hell, where did that go wrong? I'd be like, oh, man, i got a list. I mean, that's why I'm the Port Adelaide of the uh, of comedy. Yeah, that's true. I'm top of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> no one is literally laughing. <laughs> Footballers in real life, man. Hit me. We've got a bunch uh, this week. Uh, from yeah, I was really hoping. I know I tweeted it out, but fucking hell, if someone... Dude. And, you know, what happens at Hollywood Showgirls stays at Hollywood Showgirls yeah, unless 
It can be told to the Junk Time AFL podcast. We are happy to change names, but For if sure. you were there, if you're working there, For if you're sure. working there, please hit us up. No, Amber, Bambi, Charisma, hit us up. Like we're more <laughs> than happy to hear from you. Um, and I'm also going to presume they're fake names already, so no need for us to name you. Uh, from Anonymous. See, good start. This is how we protect our sources, junk timers. I fucking love these ones. Yeah. Uh, I live with a few XAFL listed guys. Came home from work one night. One of them was, was watching the Shawshank Redemption. That's so he should be. A few months ago, we were doing nothing one night and talk went to finding a movie. He suggested Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious. <laughs> well, of course he's serious. What's not to be serious about? Like, the nuances you can pick up each time you watch. And, Indeed. you know, the facts that you can learn. Like, uh, Morgan Freeman, when he was playing catch with Andy. Mm-hmm. And he had to throw the ball for, like, seven hours and, like, fucked his shoulder. Hey, man, you got to get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. From Alex. Just finished your most recent podcast, and one of your listeners said he saw the Weirs at the Harp about 10 years ago. I used to live near the Harp about 15 years ago. This was my local, and I can confirm the Weirs does like to frequent the Harp. I've seen him there on multiple occasions. Fuck, man. Wow, we need what to, a joy. Yeah, we need to fucking do a We're live show the from the Harp. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to start hitting up Dan Andrews and going, just open the Harp, man. <laughs> I don't give a fake one. So like, why do you want the harp? You go, mate, I need the harp. But we need to do like a live show at the harp at like about 1.30am. Like, and just on yeah. the hope that the wizard will pop in. Most of the time he was with a couple of ladies and I won't no, say... No, you're not reading that next bit. Yes. Yeah, not doing that bit. Um, no. Which as... Oh, no, you can't read that bit either. <laughs> what you can I read? I don't think I can no. read any. Redacted, jump. redacted, redacted. Yeah, jump to the next sentence. The one... Starting every time I would every have time, a chat with Every him. time I had a yeah. chat with him. Yep. <laughs> always by opening the conversation with, Kappa, how many goals have you kicked in your career? He'd always reply the same way. Uh, uh, 388, mate. Uh, 317 with Swannies and uh, 71 with Brisbane Bears. <laughs> Kappa. It's a pretty good impression. No, it's uh, very good. It's <laughs> up there with you, lethal. <laughs> well, every time... Clearly not remembering that we'd met several times before. Um, I've seen a lot of AFL players there during my drunken escapades. Cameron Cloak drunk, uh, so drunk on a Wednesday uni night. He was sideways. I don't think, I, I, I don't know if we can read that at all. Yeah, you can. Yeah. That's okay. Cameron Cloak so drunk on a Wednesday uni night that he was sideways as Travis Cloak's uh, accuracy goal. <laughs> See, it had a joke contained to it. That's a good bit. More recently, Ben Stratton taking photos of customers on the 2018 Grand Final for free beers from management. In brackets, a little bonus. He was drinking VB bottles. little detail well, There you right go. There. See, I, th- I thought it'd be a crafty. I feel like we're committing defamation crime like while I'm reading this out. Um, Mate, uh, they're just drinking beers. There's <laughs> nothing illegal with that. And we uh, we redacted everything that was said about Warwick Kappa. Is the harp like a footy bar or something? Like, is there kind of promo stuff or like shows they do or... You know, come uh, and come and you know get a get a you know autograph of Mickey McGuan or something like on a. They must they must have you know multiple screens for yeah. people to watch. Yeah, so maybe it's, it's like the a footy hub. A yeah, but you know, I I rarely venture out to the eastern suburbs, Michael. I'm not welcome. Uh, one time the Rat Pack Collingwood boys were there. Fuck, that would have been a good night. Oh, but they were well behaved, and I have to admit to be a little disappointed. Oh, mate, if the fucking Absolutely. Rat Pack shows up, you'd be like, hey, it's kicking off. 
Yeah, fucking oath. Get the cameras out, boys. This is going <laughs> nuts. Shit. That is very disappointing. Should get your Twitter accounts ready, guys. <laughs> Things yeah. are happening. The Rat Pack. Uh, from Josh. Uh, these current times are a little strange. I had an old, f- old phone call with my father back home recently. Mum and Dad were cleaning out some things at home when they came across a signed promotional poster for Nike with Wayne, the King, and Dark Carey's signature on it rolled up in cardboard. It turns out that the poster was handing out, handed out at an event when some of the Club 10... Fuck, man, Club 10. 96? Maybe. You look at Club 10 and you go like, whoa, man, they're modern ideas, but it's like... Yeah, yeah. It's really like, you know, th- three fat blokes and like seven big <laughs> guys. Um, club 10... All, all, but all wearing Club 10 shirts. Remember that was a big thing, the chambray? Hey, and what happened to Ricky Nixon? I can't remember. Like, did he go on to greater things? I think so. Uh, Club 10 stars made their way to Bendigo to then uh, recently wrought to the then recently opened Bendigo Marketplace shopping centre back in the 90s. Tell you what, see, that's that's the thing. Before Ricky Nixon came along, they weren't going to the Bendigo Marketplace shopping centre. They didn't even know about that. That was untapped funds that these players, like Wayne Carey sitting there on a Tuesday night just going, fucking hell, man, Mm -hmm. I'm bored. You Mm -hmm. know where I'd love to be? Yeah. Bendigo. Uh, In tow was the prodigal... Son himself, the artist formerly known as Ricky Nixon, in brackets, who is now known just by the onomatopoeic words, toot toot. Um, <laughs> I was only 10 at the time, but I remember meeting Ricky in a What's New store. Oh, lovely. <laughs> What's New was a store selling footy merchandise and novelty items and very popular with local teens. Uh, for legal reasons, okay, warn me, okay, if you're reading ahead. For legal reasons, I will simply end this sentence here and allow junk timers to think, feel, infer whatever they want about after hearing that information. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. It would have been popular for shoplifting purposes is what I'm getting at. Uh, I shook hands with Mr. Toot and asked him about life. He let us know. <laughs> Mr. Toot. That is the fucking, that is a Mr. Men uh, book I want to oh, write. Oh, fuck. That'd be great. <laughs> Mr. Toot. <laughs> Mr. Toot's going into a hotel. <laughs> Mr. Toot Mr. runs a high-flying to- agency. Everything's yeah. going fine. <laughs> He's got a lovely family and delightful children. Mr. Toot <laughs> meets someone known as a St. Kilda schoolgirl. <laughs> Mr. Toot ruins everything. Mr. Toot does sportsman's night with Chopper Reed. Uh, I shook hands with Mr. Toot and asked him about life as an agent with Footballing Elite. It's pretty funny, he replied. Little did I know that many layers or subtext to that comment as a young lad. That's great. And then our final one is we actually got a uh, photo sent in to us of a new product that's on the market. Chicken salt mayo. Yeah, yeah. So Matt sent that in. So he must have spotted that at a shop somewhere. So praise chicken salt chip mayo. Now, I don't know if uh, Matani would have ticked off on this. I reckon there's a lawsuit in the wings, but... Probably. You've got to... If you're having chicken salt, you're not having mayo, is my thought process with this. Do you want to Do you want to combine the two? Well, I... Th- I, I, I just don't think you need, you'd need mayo in there. I think if you're a chicken salt person, it's solo chicken salt and nothing else. Like, you're ruining it otherwise. I'm taking my information purely from Pulp Fiction but they talk about putting mayonnaise on their chips at McDonald's. In so Amsterdam. Yeah, so I'm figuring that this is a combination. Yeah, but I, I feel like it may not get off in Australia by the fact that we are still like a sourced kind of team, aren't we? 
Yeah. So are we are we taking chipping chip salt, uh, chicken salt to Amsterdam, or are they bringing the mayo on the chips here? I mean, where which cultures are clashing here? I, I don't like it. Well, why don't we combine the both? So we have tomato sauce with chicken mm. salt. Well, that's fucking genius. I mean, fucking hell, another idea. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, mate. Well, praise, if you're listening to this, and we know you are, <laughs> if we see chicken salt sauce, oh, chicken sauce. It's okay, I don't know. Okay, if you're thinking about that in Ricky Nixon terms, that doesn't sound great, but chicken sauce would be fucking <laughs> delicious on your chips. <laughs> I've got chicken sauce <laughs> on my top. Oh, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Okay. okay. Oh, no. We're not, we're not going graphic, but... Mm. Okay. Chicken sauce. Mm. Uh, a company owned by Ricky Nixon. Oh. And it's like, uh, you know, chicken train is the company or whatever. And yeah. the catchphrase, we know what it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Toot, toot. It's great. So when you squirt it on your, on your food, you go toot, toot. And then you eat your chicken, your chicken sauce. Dude, we've already made the ad. Like you've Fucking already hell. nailed it. Oh god. Okay, we gotta hit the road. We are junk time alpha pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go, go blue. On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.